Hello, Kalimera, or should I say Kalispera, or Kalinikta, whatever time you're watching. This is Mappa. I'm Stel. This is Thasso. How you doing, my friend? Ah, this is Mappa live. Um, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic, mate. I'm on holiday. I've been, I've been to the beach, as you should, uh, as you saw from the WhatsApp video I sent you. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So I'm having a great time. What about you? Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just uh, admiring the video, the new video intro, which uh, we set up. Beautiful. Thank Beautiful. You. It has it has a beginning, a middle and end. The beginning is it hits you in the face. The end hits you in the face. And in the middle, you get hit in the face with something. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if you know the reference, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> absolutely absolutely right okay well before we start talking about everything don't forget to visit www.foodfromcypress.com use the discount code ncn12 at checkout for 12 percent discount and each purchase will be entered in a prize draw for a chance to win two free nights at a nicosia slash lefkosia airbnb in the new year now flights are not included we are not paying for your flights but you will get two nights free and in the description is a url to that apartment you can take a look at it check the lovely facilities i, I noticed this morning that there's actually a painting of two horses very nice painting of two horses i'm not yeah. sure who painted it but yes it's it's very nice it's very nice so gallop, um, yeah gallop your way over to foodfromsite.com <sighs> Fantastic, fantastic. Hello, George. How you doing, mate? Thanks for joining us. I don't think we're gonna get loads of live viewers tonight because everyone's watching Champions League, but who cares about the Champions League? I don't care yeah. about the Champions League. Who cares? No, who cares about Champions League, man? Well, I mean we'll get to it later, but yes, we shall indeed. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button. And as you can tell, the tagline is it's not looking good, bruv. And you'll find out in just a moment but let's kick off our podcast with a roundup from the weekend and the first game Ayek drawing one apiece against Salamina a wonderful strike from Mark Demers cancelled out by Diakite but that wasn't the major uh story was it there thus of the game it it was not was it it was Oof. Well, I mean, I could talk about the rest of the game until we get to the, the decision. But mm -hmm. yeah, um, the great free kick from Mark Demers. He didn't need he didn't need the deflection like he, he needed last week. Yep. Um, yeah, Narsing here as well gets an assist uh, for Diakite, uh, rising highest at the corner. But to be fair, you know, Ike's defence again is is asleep. Nobody's watching him. At number yeah. 17, you see him, he kind of tries to jump up for the header at the same time, but except he's like three foot back. Now, here it is here. This is the VAR call. The, not the VAR call, the refereeing call. What, mm. do, you, what, do, you, what do you think, Stel? What, what do you think about it? Clear as day, my friend. That is a P-E-N. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's because, right, it's... It's even worse, isn't it? Because normally um, the the handball rule in Cyprus is is a bit strict, right? Yeah. So I have no idea 
how in the blue hell that was not <laughs> that was not given. But yeah. Um, I mean, I had plenty of chances to win the game as well. They hit the post at one point. They had so many, so many chances. Uh, again, kind of their finishing and a bit of uh, Melissa's masterclass kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, kept the score even. But yeah, how how was that not a penalty? Well, let's let's watch it again. Let's watch it again because I I still cannot understand. Why it was not given? He's controlled the ball with his arm, mate. That is, yeah, it's, that is... <laughs> it's the definition, isn't it? It's the definition of handball. It's, <laughs> that's, that's it. It's, it's unbelievable. It, it's it's almost as if he, he's actually, you know, okay. Well, it's not going to drop quick enough, so I'm just going to give it a bit of a nudge forward, so at least I can bring it to my my uh, strongest foot. And today. Didn't they come out and say the Cypriot FA? The, the Cypriot FA did come out and say that should have been a penalty. Um, and to be fair, VAR called the referee back and said, this looks like a penalty. And the referee looked at it and said, nope. <laughs> it's unreal. It's like he didn't even look at it like a few times. I think he only saw it like once or twice and then said, nope, still not a penalty. Don't care. Listen, I I understand referees have a difficult this is a, a difficult job. Okay, we saw in the Premier League what happened at the weekend with Liverpool and how they were absolutely mugged <laughs> against Spurs. So mistakes happen, but that was just miscommunication. It wasn't. It wasn't. You can't excuse it. Don't get me wrong, but at least there's yeah. a reason. There's mm-hmm. no excusing that. I'm no, sorry. there isn't. What's there isn't. Our, no, no idea, no idea what the referee was thinking there, other than yeah, Salamina are a good team. I'll let them off this time. Have Ike actually come out to say anything? Because I haven't read their um, their press uh, press officers' comments or anything. Because I know they usually they have uh, discussions with radio did, shows after game. Did, did he say anything? About yeah, that? The, the, yeah. The, the guy did come out to complain about the decision, obviously. And he said that they were going to report the referee because mm-hmm. VAR called him back to have a look at it. And he had a look at it and still said no. So it's a grievous error. It's like a massive error. So that's two referees that are going to be reported by clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to go into this one just a moment, but Stefano has made a, an interesting comment. And for the benefit of those watching from abroad that don't follow Cypriot football, in Cyprus, someone knows someone that knows something that knows something about something else. So sometimes you take things with a pinch of salt. Other times, there's no smoke without fire. And Stefano's comment here, I spoke with an Ajax fan and he told me that the players are against Oldra and they expect him to get sacked. I should say they expected him to get sacked, sorry. And a few hours later, they announced his extension, which we spoke about last week. Yeah. He was going through a bit of a rocky patch, and then, hey, new deal! Oh, he's, he's still going through that rocky patch, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. The, the During the game, so obviously, um, Leonidas came out with his, with his spinning the wheel action oh, uh, a few hours ago. 
And one of the things that came up was Ike getting fined for a load of stuff that their fans got up to. And one of the things was for spitting at their own coach. So, That's not so, nice. so the fans are going after the fans are really going after Ultra. That's unbelievable, isn't it? When you think mm. about what he did for him last season. Uh, yeah, that's, that's out of order, man. It's 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 it is out of order. That's but it's it's Cyprus, isn't it? This is just, this is Mappa. This is Mappa, absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's move on. Omonia, a three-one victory away from home against bottom of the table Doxa, but they made it difficult for themselves. Thasso getting a goal down twenty-three minutes in. Uh, penalty scored by Sadiq, or should I say Dennis Bergkamp. Thoughts on the game, my friend? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say this is a penalty. Um, uh-huh. He's pushed he's pushed, he's pushed, Trujic with both arms out. Um, and obviously, you know, Sadiq is going to score from the spot. Um, uh, but yeah, it took until the 80th minute for Omonia to break Doxa down. You know, it's, if there's something we know about Sergidis at his time at Olympiagos is he uh, he knows how to build a wall. Um, yeah, he knows how to build a wall exactly. So so yeah, you know, obviously Almonia had plenty and plenty of chances beforehand to to kind of get into the game. Um, it just wasn't working out. Uh, Doxa again. Um, Kind of Zhishkovsky doing his job as well in, in the goal. Uh, very dangerous moment here for the 2-0 with the uh, with Vlita. I think he, I think if it, it, once he gets going, that Vlita is going to be a very good player. Mm. Um, but yeah, then uh, yeah, 80th minute. Uh, you know, Semedo's going to have harder goals to score than that, isn't he? But yeah, he's added to my fantasy team points. I made him captain last <laughs> week as well, which is why I've kind of caught up a little bit on the yep. on the on the fantasy team league. Still really far behind. But anyway, yeah. Um there's two yeah, that's two pen- pe- that's two penalties in one phase, by the way. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he didn't he didn't give the first one either, did he? Though? No. He no. pointed to the spot for the second one, but for the first one he, he kind of let play carry on. But they were both to penalties. be fair, I think Karim's one was more of a penalty than, than the front yeah. of Semedo, to be honest. But, yeah, you know, Karim stepped up, scored from the spot. And, yeah, um, yeah it's a great turnaround there. Sofroni celebrating with a passion, more passion, more energy, more energy, more passion. So, yeah. yeah. And then we get another penalty, which, again, the referee had to go to VAR, <laughs> even though that looked absolutely bloody stonewall. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think if you look at it from where the referee was looking as well, it did. It, uh, when, you, when you look at it uh, at the same speed and everything, it does look like um, that there wasn't any contact. So looking at it from a different view, you can see that there was contact. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why you've got VAR there, isn't it? To pick, yeah. pick up that kind of stuff. So go. VAR told him to have a look. He had a look and he gave the penalty. Yeah. And like you're supposed to up. when you look at VAR and it's a penalty. Exactly. Penalty. <laughs> exactly. He, he got it right. He got it right. 
Bravo, yeah. well done, lad. Well done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. He, he's given the penalty. Gagulli stepped up, and look, I said it on the podcast the other day. No chuff, there's. Let Karim take it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like this sentimentality. Here you go, lad. Put it away. It's only two one. Okay, I know it's in the dying moments of the game, but anything can happen. He steps up. He hits the bar. Ball comes out. You're not meant to touch it if you've taken the kick and you've hit the bar. He puts it away. Referee gives an indirect free kick. And social media goes crazy because there are fans saying they went over the line. Some people saying not sure. Some people saying nah, such as myself. I've seen it time and time again. I can't see how, where people have got the idea that it did cross the line. You've done your own bit of research here. And uh, let me just bring it up here. Well, yeah, you know, my, my expertise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. It, it's close. It's very close, but it doesn't quite cross the line, does it? I think the reason people were uh, kind of screaming about it as well is because I don't know what the hell the shadow is on, on that crossbar, from the crossbar, but it's not straight. Yeah. And I think that's what's, you know, I think that's what's giving the impression of uh, it being a goal because the shadow of the crossbar is is kind of bent out uh, bent into the pitch yeah yeah and i think i think that's what's done it for people well this is it and don't forget there's fl- there's four floodlights so yeah. when you're watching the game you actually see four shadows on each player it's like when you're playing fifa you know you yeah. see the shadows and that could have had something to do with it but again goal line technology we need it in cyprus for sure because mm. this has happened way too much and we're yeah. going to go into this afterwards as well but i, I th- look I'm going to say this right now, and I might get into a little bit of trouble with this, right? But I think Total Green needs to hang their heads in shame, okay? Because this was cheeky. They did their own bit of research, okay? And this is what they did. They drew a, a, a line which looks much thicker than what it should be, right, for a start. And then they put a white spot where the ball is. Now, it was a flashing light. And I've just taken a screenshot from the show. And even this tells me the whole ball didn't cross the line. Okay. And to be fair on the guys that were hosting the show, neither of them said that it's a, it, it was a goal. In fact, if you look in the background, there's a ball boy there with his arms folded. And even he knows from there, it's not a goal. You know, <laughs> either that or he's just stoned. You know, maybe he smoked the spliff, you know, during the game. I don't know. He just looks like he's chilling. Um, so look. He's, he, it, listen, right? Listen, right, that's the Doxa goal, yeah? So he's just yeah. having a bit of a breather from all the shots that were raining in from the Ammonia <laughs> players. <laughs> well, at least he didn't have to climb over to collect the balls because yeah, there you go. there's no stand there. There's yeah. no stand there. But, you know, there's there's some comments. Let me just bring it up. Edo, if Caravida and Gigi's relegated this year, it's a success for Cyprus soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. I like it. I like it. And George says, I had the same response with still as soon as Guggle took the ball to hit the penalty. As much as I love Guggle, I wanted Karim to hit it again. I agree, bro. And thank you to Stefano for the donation, man. That is lovely. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, honestly. Fantastic. Thank Fantastic you. Boss. Um, and there you go. That's a huge Semedo fan. Listen, he loves a bit it's of Willie. It's not like it's not like I've, I've hidden it. <laughs> I've been saying it since he was playing for Bafo. But when he was at Bafo, he couldn't finish for shit. 
he was very good. He was he was very good at assisting, kind of passing, handing it off to Jairo. Uh, Jairo was doing his thing. A lot of Jairo's goals were coming from uh, Semedo's assists. As soon as yeah. Semedo leaves, Jairo only then scores two goals, <laughs> kind of after January. So yeah. it kind of proved how important he was for for Jairo and his goal scoring. Certainly. Here. Almonia, he seems to be scoring more than than uh, assisting. So, yep, happy days Good for us, aren't Right, let's finish the game because obviously we haven't. Um, yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's still one more goal to discuss, and that's uh, Loiza's goal. Who, you know, I was, I was joking around. He scored from forty yards, even though it was, a, it was an empty goal. But there's something that you mentioned actually before we carry on. Oh no. Let me just bring that on back oh, to you. The joys of, of life. Uh, the, I hit that rewind button. I caught the Ayak game back to them. But in the meantime, while I try to regroup here, can you explain this photograph? Can the viewers explain this photograph? Because I'm not sure what's going on here. What it I is, mean, is Loizu and Shiskovsky proving that love knows no boundaries, even if you're playing for opposition teams. Okay. Isn't is that it? what we're going with? <laughs> Is no. that what we're going with, my guy? <laughs> that, that is what we're going with. No. Oh, obviously, <laughs> the, the the score and the, the advertising banner below the score have, are placed very well. Yes. <laughs> for, yes. For, for this. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there seemed to have been a conversation between the two after Gagulis took the penalty. And then they just hugged it out. And that was it. But just, it just. Just looks slightly different. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the counter attack from the corner. Loads of scores. Happy days. The curse has been lifted. The Sergio curse has been lifted, and uh, his, uh, his it was his birthday the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, Mikey Sergidis is Sergidis. Sorry, yeah. Sergidis. What did I say? Sergio. Sergidis. This is birthday Sergio's the other the day. Sergio's the national captain, man. It's uh, his. It was same, his birthday as well. Same thing. Even, same thing. Mention that. Same didn't thing. Even mention that. But well, yeah, same it was Sergio's birthday as well. Sergidis, Mr. Sergidis, yeah. and uh, as I said on the podcast the other day, when Omonia lost one 0 to Bayek a couple of years ago, it was the same coach that played the very defensive style against us and and kept us out. So um, yes, retribution. It's great. Anyway, let's move on. Buffer. Yep. Bafor, Bafor, Bafor. They got a good 4-1 victory away from home to Ayers. But it probably should have been more, man. It was, they pounded yeah. them. They absolutely pounded them. They abs- yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, great, great team goals as well. Great team goals. Just one after the other. Gyro, top bins. Uh, I think Oni Valikari gets, uh, kind of puts his balls on the line for, for the first goal as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then there's yeah, there's that one from, from Davo. Uh, and then, yeah, oh yeah, there was only four. Why am I, I'm, I'm thinking of more. There's but yeah. Um, it's late. It's late. Yeah, it's right. Valikari's barely getting into this team, this Baffle team as well, right? Which I think is really strange. Um, too many attacking players, I guess, for the for the Bafos manager. Possibly, just... the thing is, his form at the back end of last season was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But I think 
sometimes when it's a new head coach, they have a, a specific style and perhaps Valakari didn't do what was necessary to fit within that playing style. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why he wasn't being selected more often. But I think now, obviously with the injury to Bruno, he's going to be utilised in, I guess, in a more aggressive attack-minded manner. But again, what happens when... Um, is it Gane? Is it Gane that's injured at the moment? Is, is, yeah. Yes, Gane, isn't it? I'm interested to see what happens when he comes in because Nam and Gane are going to be the two holding midfielders. So effectively, there's only room for one more midfielder. Who's going to play in that that number 10 role, which is what they're going to need anyway? Who, who's, going to, who's going to go in there? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it going to be Tankovic? Is it going to be Valakari? So I'm I'm just guessing that, you know, uh, Carcedo is probably looking at his score and thinking, right, Bruno is an important part because he, he's obviously played every game. Um, so he's giving players the opportunities now. But then again, now that Davo has, has started to, to score goals, different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Manga started the game as well, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of the it's another one of these teams that are very front loaded, and their defense is going to suffer for it. I mean, it, it, with the Ayers goal, you saw that uh, Rus gets completely turned over by Castro. Yeah. Castro gets the goal. So the thing is, what, uh, I, was, I was having this conversation uh, with a mate the other day, and I was like, "Well, for me." Buffer seemed to be the most defensively organised team in the league. Now, they haven't conceded the least. That that goes to Abolon. Abolon have conceded three goals this season. But I think from a structural perspective, Buffer are more suited to defending and avoiding defeat than they are to attacking to win. And it goes back to the conversation that you and I had, I think it was during the Abuel game, Carthedo reminds me a bit of Rafa Benitez at Liverpool, where he had two or three standout players and he used them as much as he possibly could from an attacking perspective. It was Gerard, it was Fernando Torres, and um, I think it was Maxi. I think Maxi was another one. Um, or was Javi Alonso, sorry, it was another one. But the rest of the squad was, the rest of the team build was sit back, Avoid play play not to lose, not to win, so to speak, and that's how it seems with Buffalo. I yeah. could be wrong. I don't well, know. Well, you you I think maybe maybe that would be the case against the bigger teams. I mean, against mm. Daez, they scored four goals. You can't say yeah. that they that they set up defensively, but yeah, against the bigger teams, I think you're probably right that it is gonna is gonna set them up to not concede rather than to score, but. Again, last season that was Buffos' problem, wasn't it? Is that they yeah. didn't they did very well before the break from the top six, and then they they were playing just teams in the top six and just not getting results. Hmm. There you go. Well, let's see how they get on because obviously one game a week, and with a squad that is probably stronger than last season's and in better mm-hmm. form. Let's see how they get on, but let's get it right. They started off the season like a house on fire last year. I think they were top until December, I think, there or thereabouts. Yeah, they went on like this really, really long unbeaten run, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, let's see. Let's see, shall we? All right, let's move on to your boys. 
up well. Mm. 5-1 victory over ethnic goals from Marquinhos, Gavril, and Dongala, Shebak, and Hefte with a goal from Zrazic, sandwich in between. Thaso, no Sapinto, no problem. No Sapinto, no problem, man. What do you want? It's uh, no more eyes, no more eyes at the wheel. No, Ooh. it's um, money. yeah, exactly. The you know, everybody needs but to is he driving a Ziplo Gambino? Is that right. what he's driving? Abuel is a Diplo Gambino. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking if 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 you're looking for Abuel fans to go after you again, that's, that's what you need to be saying. <laughs> no, Abuel is a no. Ferrari. Re. It's a Ferrari. So yeah, um, no, you know, people need to relax. We be ethnicos. Yeah, Sapinto needs to relax. We be ethnicos. It was like two wins on the spot. Oh, it was, it's been fantastic. The players and the fans came together. We need to come together. And when we do that, we are more than a team. Fuck off. Is, is he French? No, he's Portuguese. But, you know, I'm not going to be... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like... Uh... <coughs> it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah. You know, what do you want? We beat Ethnigos. Oh, come I on, mean, good. It's we two beat wins in a row, man. It's two wins in a row. Yeah, but you know, if if you're losing to Ethnicos, then there's uh, people. People need to be brought forward you're three, you're three and done. Three points off the top. Yeah. Yes, three points off the top. Exactly. What's the, what's the problem? Why, why? Why? Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you encouraged? Why? Why aren't I encouraged? Are you? Are you? Are you trying to drive something out of me that I'm trying no, to but... keep in? But no, but because listen, from what I understand, there's a possibility that his suspension, Sapino's suspension, might be extended for another three or four games. Is that correct? Well, I've been looking at so Gerkida uh, yes. put out a um, an average of all the betting companies of what they've been saying. So uh, I think there's like plus four, plus four games added onto suspension. But the more likely, according to the betting companies, is between three and four months added onto suspension. What? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll get, I'll get the Gekida website back up again. Okay. Can, yeah. can can you or someone else explain three or four months? Yeah. I'm just trying to find the yeah the bookies. How? Here you go. How does Dimes, that work? Pinto Abodombuki. Yeah. Plus four matches on top of his suspension, 6.75. Three months, 2.4. Four months, 2.5. Six months, 8.5. Okay. So three months, let's say three months starting from next week, for example. Well, Friday. That's when it's coming out. Okay, so the whole of October, whole of November, whole of December, and a bit beginning of January, and obviously there's a Christmas break. So he's not going to be in the dugout for for four months, three or four months. Yeah, that's that's what the bookies are saying right now. 
Okay, now look, without saying too much and mentioning it without mentioning any names, a little birdie told us that he's got a contract clause whereby if he costs the club a certain amount of money um, due to suspensions, they can sack him without any compensation. So is there a chance that maybe someone might put in a word to someone at the CFA and say, please suspend him for three months? <laughs> no, but right. So Vrionidis did a little breakdown of uh, what he's been charged with, right? So it's not just in the in, wheel. No, no, but listen, listen, it's not just it's not just in the half time, you know, that fracas that fracas that happened at half time, right? This is this is how it reads off. Uh, at half time, and as the teams and referees were heading to the changing rooms, and after heated protests, he headed towards the fourth referee, Dimitris Kumi, pushing him on the shoulder, talking to him loudly and aggressively in his language. And further entering the field of play, he confronted the coach of the opposing team and subsequently punched the assistant coach of the opposing team twice. So he punched Oka. Don't know if it's Oka or a different assistant coach. But anyway, after the end of the press conference, he then confronted an Anorthosis fan and the general manager of the club as well. After the press conference. So he didn't just wow. do all that shit at half time. He started shit after his press conference as well. There's just oh, a comment boy. that's just come in. So yeah, there you go. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> My lahi. My He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, there are some people you don't fucking do stuff like that to. And a guy isn't one of them. He's gone. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. He's oh, gone. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine it. Puts his hand. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway. But, yeah. He's gone, Listen, right? That's that's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on with this guy because yeah. I'm gonna have to change the the intro to the video. I'm gonna have to get him out of it. <laughs> but <clears throat> okay. Now, well, look, the the guy that blocked you on Twitter scored Shabak. Yeah. Um, Gavril scored, which I guess is a, yeah. is a happy days. Yeah. Efter, the left back who loves Bedridis already, and then Dongala scored. So. You know, you can go through a great the result. The, the, the players played a really good game. Can't can't argue with that. You have to say that they didn't have the same coach, head coach on the dugout, though, did they? So, for instance, like starting with Ravril as well. Like I've been I've been screaming about Ravril starting for God knows how long. Gets yep. a start. Well, he got a start last week and he got sent off, but we'll keep quiet about that. Um, but hmm. he got a start this week as well and he scored. And, uh, you know, Abuel fans voted him man of the match for for the game as well. With Sapinto going, you'd expect Sachas will probably get back into the team as well. Yep. 
you might see Ephraim a bit more. You might see um, you might see Garamanolis play a bit more. Sapinto is not Chuck Norris because Chuck Norris gets positives. Yeah. Yeah. Sapinto is more like hmm, is more like the uh, bad Doesn't guy from the first Karate Kid film. <laughs> oh my god oh. anyway go. yeah so you're happy your fans are happy does that mean anything to you guys now do you think you can mount a title challenge well possible? three points off the top at this stage is um challenging for the title still isn't it it's not like it's not like anything's changed from last year, even even if performances haven't been great. We're still getting results. Put so... this way, look, if you look at the teams above you at the moment and how they're playing, are there any teams there where you can say, right, we're going to have to be beating these guys? If you finish above these guys and you win the title. Well, all of them. All of them, innit? That's 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 what it means to become first. But um... no, but you know what they say is like you know if you finish above Ari, for example, you win the title because they're likely to be the the main challengers or yeah. So whatever is there one team that you're looking at at the moment? You're thinking they can they can really put up a, a is, title charge. So Aris, you've got Anorthosi, solid at the moment. Don't know what's going to happen now that Guerrero's got the injury. But But yeah, Ari, um, listen, people keep saying, you know, you need to involve Baffle. I don't, I really don't see it, man. Again, I still see it becoming a, uh, becoming a, they get into the top six and then they just, can't get performances out of the players uh, once they keep playing top six teams in and out every week. So I think it's it's Ari, Anorthosia, uh, and Omonia. Okay, fair enough. Right, so let's talk about that Anorthosia game then, since you spot the surprise for everyone. Cheers, mate. There you go. Anorthosia beats AL 3-1 at the Alpha Mega Arena, which will host the Ari Rangers game tomorrow. Goals from Guerrero, Castel, and Dione gave Anorthosi a victory that keeps them top of the league, albeit by one point. Morse pulled on back for Ael in the 52nd minute, but it was another Anorthosi master blaster, wasn't the it? control, man. Sorry, I, I just need to... The control there from Chico Panza to bring the ball down before he gets fouled for the penalty. He just... Yeah. On the shoulder. Boom. Great. Great stuff. Well, listen, Rosalind will be happy to tell us I told you so when it comes to uh, the right back. It doesn't yep. like him at all. Yeah, it took oh. a... That's a foul throw, yeah. by the way. That's a yep. foul throw. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's no, a foul no, throw. Right. It, it is. It is. It is. But yeah. But Castell uh, gets his goal. Yeah, Castell again gets on the score sheet. Although apparently he might miss the weekend game. Apparently he's he's uh, injured. Is he? Apparently. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, uh, Morse Morse is turning out to be a, a great player for Isle as well, isn't he? Yep. Yep. And this is this was a, a great chance. Great chance 
for for Isle as well. They had they had a couple of really good chances to to get into the game. Yeah, but mate, do you know what I've noticed about uh, Isle this season? They only really wake up when they go a goal down or they go behind. Yeah. Remember, yeah. The, 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 was it what game was it? Was it uh, Ayers? Was it Ayers? Was it Othello? I can't remember which one. Which one of the two they played when they were three one down and they won four three? Yeah, it's Ayers. Ayers. No, they they woke up when they were losing. I'm thinking, why don't you just start like this instead of sticking with this Gerkes four one four one system? Now, this this Filipovic red card. What do you make of it? I it's a red card for Filipovic, but Chica Banza only gets a yellow. Yeah, and I think he should be getting the red as well. Yeah, you know he's, he's launched his he's launched his head at someone. Yep. Yep. Um, the Cyprus FA obviously don't agree with me. Said mm. that the decision was correct, at least for Filipovic's red card. They don't mention Chico Banzoli getting the yellow. But yeah, um, but it goes back to consistency, mate. This <laughs> <laughs> goes back to, and he's he's headbutted the guy, but yeah. he's done it in such a way where it's just more provocation than anything. Yeah. And then, you know, Filipovic is just, obviously, he's, he's fallen hook, line and sinker for it. And you kind of see him realise it afterwards as well, as like straight after. <laughs> he, like, he, he does it and then he puts his hands down straight away to be like, ah, crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this game had it all, to be honest, didn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, end-to-end stuff, goals, disallowed goals, red cards, good passing football. Pretty decent game, in all fairness, man. But yeah, yeah this was the yeah. uh, was this the third goal? Yeah, this is the third yeah. goal with. T- t- oh no, it's not. No, no, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't because yeah. the third M- goal Muriel, was, uh, Muriel goes yeah. up for a corner. That's right. That's yeah. right. So and, uh, yeah, he goes up for the It's basically, it's basically an exact replay of Omonia's third goal. There you go. And the tune is going to get the ball. Yeah, and, and the, 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 the commentator Muriel. got the name wrong of the player. He thought it was the right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wacky. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Wacky. Wacky. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, good win for Anorthosi. And to be honest, mate, in all fairness, I think this was the first time in quite a while that Anorthosi fans felt confident going into a game at IL. You know, they've, uh, as I said, they've got a bit of a rivalry thing going on. I would say like a mm-hmm. derby rivalry, but, you know, two clubs that. I've got a history of winning titles in Cyprus and and being there or thereabouts. So, yeah, it's a good win. And again, the Anorthosi bandwagon continues, doesn't it? Well, sort of. It continues, at least results-wise, it continues Mm. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yep, for sure. Anything else to add to this? Because I'm sure we could... There's the the injury we haven't mentioned. Well, I mentioned the injury, but we haven't talked about it. Okay, so, so go on. Guerrero, in the second half, fell awkwardly and had to be substituted. Um, turns out he broke his collarbone. And uh, yesterday afternoon, Anastasis announced that he had an operation on the collarbone and also that he won't be back in action for three months. Yep. So basically, when Guerrero comes on for Anorthosi, that's when Sapinto is coming back. <laughs> 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 um, but no, it's 
it's a massive blow for Anastasi as well because he's been he's been so important for them. Uh, I, I said it, I've said it a few times now. If he was to continue without that injury, he probably would have been up there. He, he would have been up there for MVP for the league. He's been absolutely fantastic for them. Assists, goals. He's been he's been running rampant for them, hasn't he? Yeah. The, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say about that is yes. He's going to be a big loss for him. I, I'm not disputing that for a second. He's been scoring goals. I mean, even the back of the last season, he was sensational. However, they've signed Charlie Musunda, haven't they? Former yeah, Chelsea yeah. player. Yeah, and yeah. while he isn't a number 10, Chico Banthaka plays a number 10. And Musunda on the left-hand side, if he stays injury-free, which is a big if, because I think he's only played six games in about a year. right? Mm-hmm. But if he can stay fit and, and pick up form... We need to worry. Yeah, <laughs> we all need to worry. I keep, I keep saying to you, I keep saying to you, Anastas is scaring me. Yeah, and people need to take him seriously. Well, let's see. Even the goalkeeper Mikhail is uh, is doing well. You know, since coming into the team. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another lad who, let's get it right, he was dumped from Upwell, and. Um, Look, this is football, and you've got to be cutthroat. And if you have to make changes and lower the wage bill or reduce numbers, fine. You know, the lad had an injury when they released him, and he's come to an offer Okay, he's got his opportunity because uh, Abeloda is injured, the goalkeeper. But they haven't lost the game. He looks pretty solid. It looks like he's got his confidence back. And maybe, just maybe, gets by might call him up to the national team and get him and give him the number one shirt. He's playing for Anorthosis. He's obviously going to get called up. Yes. You have an 80-20 chance. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Anyway, next game. Final game. Final, final, final game. And it is... Abolon beating Ari by a goal to nil. Now, I didn't ex- uh, expect um, Ari to be... So, what's the word? Lethargic in this game? Because that's mm-hmm. just how it seemed. Although you could argue that, you know, Abolon, new lease of life. That is a wonderful strike, by the way. Yeah, he uh, hit by the really hard, didn't he? Yeah, he, that, that ball slapped. You know when you, hit, when you hear the sound of plastic on leather? Mm-hmm. That, well, I'm, it's, I'm not going to carry on making that noise because you're going to think it's something else. But... <sighs> You know, it's like, you know, make a clap. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful strike. But, Fasso, yeah. talk to me about, you know, Aris in terms of their display in this game and if Abolon actually surprised you. Because in, in all fairness for me, I think Abolon got their strategy 100% spot on. Also, it's kind of what we were to expect from a Milojevic side, right? Well, yeah. No, I think... Uh, I think... I think it's a, I think it's both. Apollon had tactics that they worked to, and they worked brilliantly. Uh, you know, again trying to nullify Aris's attacking threat, which they did uh, up to a point. You know, Gagarin barely had a, a sniff in the game, um, and kind of getting getting into uh, Aris's defense again. You know. 
a lot of questions have been asked of Alice's defence. Uh, and you know, as long as as long as you've got the forward line that can can take can take them on, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna cause them some damage. I mean, yeah, it's 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 such a strange one because yeah, it I, I, like the forward line for Aris were were very um, quiet, reserved. They weren't as in your face as, as as they normally are. I don't know if they were kind of like looking at the obviously the Rangers game that's happening tomorrow. Maybe they were looking at that and thinking, well, we need to conserve some energy. Possibly, um, possibly. But th- this was the controversial moment, mate. Bambika scored and the goal was ruled out because according to the linesman, the ball had crossed the line before Bambika hooked it back in. Now. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I'm going to show you this again. And you and I were probably going to argue to the cows come home with this, not because you feel different, but because your stance on the matter is letter of the law. However, it goes back to what I keep saying about we need different technology, different angles, because this was, for me, is a criminal, criminal error from... Uh, whoever made the decision. Look, someone on Twitter said, oh, the ball went back, went over the line and that's how he managed to hook it back in. But when you watch the footage that we've got and I've zoomed in and I've done various frames, you can tell that when the ball makes contact with Bambika's shin or the side of his, the inside of his foot, kind of like in between his shin and his calf, right? The side of his leg anyway. He's hooked it back in, but he's actually... In uh, in front of the line, so it's not as if his foot is behind the line. This is the thing. So how have I managed to to find this and and notice it? But the guys at VAR haven't. It don't make no sense. I mean, even here, you could. All right, it, it's too quick, but you can tell that it it's not conclusive. That for me is a goal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, that's where he connects with it. That's where he connects with the ball. He doesn't yeah. hit his foot. It hits the side of his shin. Yeah, I think... And it goes in between the goalkeeper and the near post rest. In fact, it hits the goalkeeper's rib cage and goes in. Yeah. Uh, see, the they couldn't prove it conclusively that it hadn't crossed the line, right? That's why VAR turned around to him and said that the on-field decision needs to stand because they don't have proof that the ball definitely didn't cross the line, right? It's the same thing with um, with the penalty. You could argue till the cows come home, it crossed the line, it didn't cross the line. There's no conclusive proof of it not crossing the line. Therefore, VAR can't turn around and say, that's a goal, that's not a goal. They need to be 100% sure, and they didn't have the camera angle that they needed to, even though it was most likely inside. That's what the problem is. It's not VAR did its job as it was supposed to do. The uh, assistant ref flagged 
as he thought he was supposed to do. Like he thought the ball went out, so he flagged to say the ball's gone out. The referee um, saw the assistant ref giving the uh, giving the sign for a goal kick, yeah, um, and then said, "I'm listening to what VAR's got to say. Get off me!" Before then hearing the conclusion from VAR and then giving the goal kick. Everybody did their job correctly. The problem, like you said, is that there's not, one, more camera angles to be able to view this, and two, the technology that they have in other leagues where the, the, like the referees uh, watch pings when the ball has crossed the line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you know what I find even more uh, distasteful about the whole situation is that you've got cameras to film girls in their thongs and, you know, blonde Eastern European girls in the stadium whenever it comes to an Ali or a, or a Buffer game, but you don't have an extra camera to put on the other side of the pitch for, for moments like these. Now, you, people are going to say to me, well, it's not the Premier League and there's not going to be 15 cameras. Well, do you know what? You need to seriously look at the, the situation in Cyprus and look at, forget the whole corruption, forget everything that we've spoken about off the field. In terms of a playing perspective, so you can eradicate moments like these or prevent moments like these, you need to do more. Now, I don't know whether it's got anything to do with the TV companies, because obviously each club has got a contract with, you know, whether it be Sidar or CableNet or whatever. Maybe is it down to the, the TV companies? I think it's down to the CFA at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's right. The CFA has a minimum requirement for uh, attendant uh, capacity, for uh, hat wear stands are in a football stadium where you know the lighting the levels the the lighting levels the um facilities around the stadium they've got all these requirements and they've got requirements as well for me for for media production those requirements for media production i think the minimum amount of cameras that that there is a requirement for i think is five and they're all obviously uh, they're all put in a place where kind of it works TV production wise on the side of the pitch, right? There's no point having the cameras on the other side of the pitch because you're only going to be using them for when these kind of things happen. So I just muted myself because there's these races going up and down the bloody road. Can you hear that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, just heard that now, yeah. Yeah. And this is the other thing that annoys me. Like, why do you do that to your car? And uh, Whatever, I'm not going to go into that. But look, the way I see it is that Ali were, were robbed out of this one. But again, they haven't made a fuss about it. Um, it. It just seems they're just saying, well, it is what it is. And I guess in their mind, it's like, well, don't worry, because we're going to explode <laughs> we can explode after October, so don't don't worry about it. Anyway, let's um let's carry on with the game anyway. So yeah, yes. Well, one of our viewers believes it's most likely inside, and uh, yep. yes, I think but this yeah, is an you, argument. You, that we're you can have. see the referee is saying like, "Hold on, 
Hold on, I'm listening to what VAR is saying. Calm down. It's being looked at. So uh, they, they, you know, they look at it, and the decision is uh, on-field decision stands because there isn't enough proof of it otherwise. And I think the Cyprus FA with the referee review said the same anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. And I guess, look, at the end of the day, it did play yeah. a big part in, in the result, clearly, clearly. But at the same time, we can't take anything away from Abolon because you're looking at a team that is, is clearly galvanised. We were talking about them at the beginning of the season, was it? The first three games, they they were hardly doing anything, really. You know, when we had double A on, and he was like, you can't bring in 12, 13 players and expect them to gel straight away. Well, you know, Milovic has been there for what, three weeks at most. Yeah. And they seem to be a much more cohesive unit. They look more threatening going forward. You know, the new striker that they've brought in has been absolutely sensational as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, Marquez, I know Kremenchik came on. And um, the goal scorer, Kostache, Kostache, something? Kostake. Kostake, whatever you want to call him. The remainder yeah, of that. He says call him Costa because it's Costa, more Cypriot. Okay. Oh, we'll call him Costa. There he goes on the back of his shirt as well. Okay, yeah. Costa. Fine. Fair enough. Anyway, thoughts, yeah. your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. No, no, no. It, 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 listen, I said Abolon were going to do as well, if not better, than they did last season, this season. Uh, and the belief from my end was because Andone seems to get performances from this Abolon team. Now, for some reason, that didn't work out. But they've still got... Uh, you know, they've got another manager who seems to bring out the best of players. You might, you know, who otherwise kind of like singularly wouldn't be great, but kind of brings a team together to make them more of a whole, you know, synergy and whatnot. By the way, this is a red card. I don't know what people were arguing about. Yeah, Savo absolutely clatters into the bloke, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that, that's a penalty every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Wait, I mean, it was attacking. Yeah. But this is it. And he's, he's complaining. Look, look at the Abolon players, hands on hips. They're like, what are you, what are you complaining for, bro? Like, yeah. you, you've smashed him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, actually, after the, the, the red card was quite late as well, wasn't it? So Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's it's a weird one. I don't know. Well, don't know where do Adi go from team. here, man? Where do they yeah, go from that's... here? Because they haven't won since the beginning of September. Well, it was when they beat Ayers 5 0. Since then, they've drawn three, lost one. Maybe they're getting this rough patch out of the way earlier. Like, you know, there was the six games that they drew in a row in November last, last season, season. Yeah. when they November, December last season. And, you know, people were. People, including both of us, were going like, "I think this is this is the end of the road for Spileski and." But they didn't have and, European and football. Harry. Sorry. They didn't have European football. No, they didn't have European football. I guess the good thing for them is that they're they're, they're not far off the pace. This is the thing. If they no. were. Yeah you know, six or seven points behind top spot, then you could say, ah, well, there's there's a problem. But it's only three points at this stage. And 
you know, I, 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 look, I can't see them capitulating and I can't see them sacking Spileski either because after winning the league last season, he's got credit in the bank and then some, right? The players like him, they rate him, the board like him. He's not one of these people where he's causing trouble. He's an honest guy. Yeah. You could tell he's, like I say, it's not come to the point where his, his position has become untenable. No, 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 no not, not at all. But because the issue that Addis have at the moment is not his fault. Yeah. It's somebody in the recruitment side of things is uh, is going to be looking over their shoulder, I think, because they needed to improve that defence this summer. They really needed to improve it, and they haven't. And that's that's where the issue is going to be. Is obviously because Aris, they played a season where they completely they like they they blasted through a lot of teams but this season a lot of teams are going to learn or have learnt their lesson from playing against Aris for instance Abolona being one I think last season Abolona did never never beat Aris in the in the four games that they played each other right mm. is that right so, so so there you go first first thing is there's lessons being learned. To play against Addis, you need to do this, 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 and this. So the way the teams have got a way to combat the way Addis play. So Addis need to improve on certain things that they were less good at last season. And the recruitment side of that in defence hasn't been there. And that's the scary thing for Addis. Look, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and the thing is, when you look at the signings that they made defensively this summer, they brought in Sané, the right back, who obviously is there to cover Boaki. They brought in Orosovic, that was supposed to be a Bilal's replacement. And he's been playing at centre-back most of the time anyway. So effectively, they got Gazoo as a, as a, as a left-back, who has done well for them, don't get me wrong, but he isn't very defensive-minded. You know, he's not your traditional left-back. You know, Bilal is a much more accomplished defender because he does the job. And then you worry about the attacking perspective. And then the other options at centre-back, other than Brorson, who has held them together this season, I'm not going to lie to you here, you know, Musunda, mistakes in him. Yago, mistakes in him. And this isn't me disrespecting him, but I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is, Okay. If they bring in one more centre-back, yeah, if they bring in one more centre-back who has experience, not in Cyprus, I'm just talking experience in general, then you can say, right, they'll get their act together. But at this moment in time, I'm not seeing enough defensively. And with the greatest of respect to the midfield, they can only do so much. You can't expect someone like Zoke or Morgan Brown or Strutsky to slip in as like a third centre-back, like, for example, Bashiru does at Omonia or Petrovic does at uh, or Kostadinov, for example. You can't expect them to do it because they're not, they don't have that in them, right? Not that they're not defensively minded, but they're, they're not used to this this sort of thing. And mm-hmm. Spileski won't play that system anyway because he's no. from the Ragnik era where it's all 
Gegen pressing, you know, just uh, attack for, you know, start on the front foot. Attack is the best form of defense. Yeah. And and this is why they get so many goals because they just they start games on the front foot all the time. Yeah. But as you saw against Abolon, you saw it against Omonia, you saw it against Buffer. When you get at them, they don't like it. They don't like it. And probably because they're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they're going to get that more and more this season because teams are getting used to the way they play. Of course. Of course. So look, it's going it's to be a tricky time for them, for sure. But at the same time, listen, if you're the league champions, then you've got a target on your back and teams are going to raise their game against you. That's just how it is. That This is something that they weren't used to last season or in the year before. Teams weren't raising their games against... Adi, they're more focused on Omonia, Apoel, on Rothfossi. This season, they got it. But, as I said, they're the champions. And they've got the players there with the experience to get wins over the line. And when you've got players like Stepinski and Bambika and Gogorin and Mayambella, it's frightening to think of their attacking uh, situation. But, again, if you get your system right against them, which obviously Abolon did... You know, you've got um, you've got a strong chance of beating them. Anyway, let's move on. What news do you have for us, young man? Ah, oh, bloody hell! Where do I start? Jesus. Well, to be honest, I, I didn't think there was going to be that much. In all fairness, but then you sent yeah. me the show notes, and I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna. There's there's a couple of things we can ignore for the sake of time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's fine. But. Since we're talking about Ari, let's bring up a couple of things for Ari. First of all, um, Van Alves. Uh, Aris was worried about Van Alves' fitness for the European game tomorrow. Um, he, he had a bit of a bang on his head that required him going into A&E after the game. Um, now, as far as, uh, as as far as we're aware, it was revealed that he trained yesterday. So he should be available for the game versus Rangers. Yeah, that's the first thing. He's fine. That's 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 okay. Um, second thing, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown hits one hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's not many. There's not many players in Cyprus that get to a hundred appearances for one club. So exactly. Uh, congratulations exactly. on that. Yeah. And the good thing with, with Morgan is that he's practically got a job for life at Ari. You know, they, they've got so much time and respect for him. You can you can see why. He's a good lad. So, yeah, I think they, they've been treating him well. And, uh, yeah, good luck to him. Mr. Brown. Right. I'm just going to go I'm just gonna go down my notes and then you stop me when we hit something, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, Doxa have signed Cedric Yambere. Okay. Uh, who Yambere uh, was uh, at Abuel in 2016-17. He was kind of a bit of a backup defender for the team that season. Uh, we got, got into the last 16 of the Europa League that season as well. So. Anyway, yeah, we had Carlao, Mekis and Akiastis as well in, in the centre of defence. So that's probably why he didn't get much game time. Uh, but... oh, by the way, we, we forgot to mention, we didn't... We didn't put another game in there, which was Othello oh, against yeah, Cabernet. By the end, it nil-nil, so yeah. I, I don't want to bore people with crap. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but basically, basically, the way that that worked, Mario Sachas a new coach, and Garpozis didn't know how he was going to play, so he, he set up defensively, and that was it. No, no. Um, yeah. 
uh, Omonia announced uh, in, in, um, uh, signing for their scouting department, which you said scouting <laughs> at the <laughs> <laughs> during uh, during no chop this, but yeah, I, I just wanted to put some history in there for people. Why this are show. you winding me up now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm trying to go through it quickly. The show has been involved in scouting for Forest, but he was also sporting director at Aris Salonikis and Bafos, as well as director of football at Grenoble. Now, last season, the show was also rumored to be involved, to be the face basically of the. Uh, of that failed Saudi buyout that happened, uh, that was supposed to be happening at Ayel, that didn't happen in the end. But there's that. Um, we talked about Guerrero going out. Um, Sandis at Anorthosi, the president, yeah, the president keeps, yeah. keeps getting into trouble. So Ayel, after the game, we're going to complain to Cyprus FA about his behavior. However, they since decided to remove the complaint as they received an official apology from him. Uh, in the meantime, Sandis has already been fined for his post-match behaviour this season, for his reaction to the refs and the security detail in the match versus Gabi Um That's that's the uh, one where uh, Anotos has then released a statement about CCTV footage saying that that's not correct. It was in fact the other way around. We're still waiting for that CCTV footage to come out, but anyway. Um, but before was also... you carry on, before you carry on, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on a club president constantly being in the headlines? Because I'm noticing this more with Sandy's, right? And again, I've got nothing against the guy, but he's doing a lot more TV interviews, doing interviews with podcasts, various uh, information being handed over to journalists mm-hmm. from himself, appearing on radio stations. Now he's getting in trouble with off-the-field activity where he shouldn't even be involved in these things. Well, yeah. You, what, what is your take so, on this? Because I think it's it's unnecessary. So the 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 whole thing about going on podcasts and going and talking, doing all these media presentations and being the front face of this is he wants to do the charm offensive with the Somadio. Because they need to sort, they've got some stuff that they need to sort out between the, the football, the, the football company, and the Somadio. And by being front facing and being like, "Look at me, my name's Sandis, I'm your guy," hey, 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 he's bringing the fans towards him and away from the Somadio to put pressure on the Somadio to find a deal, right? So that's that's why he's doing that. Now the other side of things, Sandis seems to have this like aggressive streak in him because he did it last season as well, where um, in the cup match against Olympiagos, uh, he uh, went into the referees' changing room and threatened and insulted them. So it's that that part of him. <laughs> That part of him, the outside the media presence, that part of him is a part of him. It's baffling because, no disrespect to the guy, but I don't think he's a football guy. Does that make sense? Do you mean a football guy as in somebody who knows about it or as a supporter, do you mean? I mean in terms of... 
Uh, okay, what's the best example I can give? Okay, I'll give you your your president, right? While okay, look, I, I, yeah. I don't want to talk about his personality, but you can tell that you know he's been at the club for a long time. He knows the club inside out. You know, he knows the club like the back of his hands. He knows the ultras, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is do you think Sundays is is behaving this way? as more like a PR kind of method in the sense that he's trying to show the fans that he's one of them. He's not just a guy in a suit upstairs that's making decisions. Maybe. Maybe. Kind of like what Varda did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think he... Why, do, why does he always come up, man? For fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah. There is... There is no this is Mappa without Father. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. He's, 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 anyway, he's, sorry. You, you were saying. You were saying about the but, other situations. But yeah, no. That I mean, that's it. That, that those are the situations, aren't they? It's just that f- for me, it's probably something. It, I think he supports an authority, like he's a fan of the club. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got involved in investing in the club in the first place, right? Because so it's basically like John Christodoulou, but he, he actually puts his money where his mouth is. You, who's, who's John Christodoulou? The Omonia fan that tried to buy the club. Tried to buy the club. A Sorry, of years man. Ago. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I think Anorthosis were in a hole. They were in a big old hole and everybody knew. So a lot of investors, a lot of people probably wouldn't want to put their money in that hole, right? Unless they're a fan of the club. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's a fan. But I think, so. so the part of it is like being the been there but I think a big part of it as well is like what you're saying is probably a bit, uh, trying to do the PR side of things to be like you know I'm an orthosis as well we're together there's some idea need to sort out a deal so that the football club can survive and you know the rest of it well listen I'm not going to believe any of this whole uh, charade until I see him with a tin of spray going to Paralimi's office and saying, tell him that he's a single guy. Oh, we're doing, we're doing, we're, we're going, we're going, we're going through the highlights. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's, uh... anyway, but speaking anyway. of presidents, did, didn't uh, a former president of IL become embroiled in a little bit of a tete-a-tete yeah, current... so, yes. yeah, I was going to, because I kind of followed your lead on this one with Sophocles hmm. kind of writing his letter to the um, general meeting that was happening of the Somadio for Ael. Oh, Sophocles, my goodness. Yeah. The, 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 the batter he gave us a couple of years ago when Ael uh, were fighting for the championship and they, they couldn't win it and he's he grabs a microphone and he goes... Ael, Laos, bro, keep it low. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Do I start from the beginning? I start from the beginning. So. Put in a key. Ael, Ael general meeting. 
they had the whole like uh, suits, everybody in suits and unity, transition, important period, blah, 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 stuff. Um, but then a couple of things in the speech kind of came out. So the first one was the priority of the board of directors of the association when it took over the administration of the association was the renewal of cooperation with the previous administration of the football department. The contracts to renew the cooperation with Isle Football Public Limited did not bear fruit. Not only did they not bear fruit, but in fact, we had no response and no positive attitude from the previous administration of the football department to discuss the terms of the new cooperation or to discuss any basis for discussion and cooperation. This is clear and beyond dispute. The facts are clear. Bah. When we found out there was no bridge of communication with the previous administration, we turned to other cases. Many were interested and contacted us. We had contacts and discussions with so-called investors and other stakeholders. Unfortunately, and through no fault of our own, no contact progressed to a substantial stage, either because the interest was not real or because there was no corresponding financial disposition from the interesting parties or for other reasons. So there's your Saudi de showbid and also the offer we knew about that we couldn't talk about now yeah so they, they actually mentioned both of those in in that in that speech there um now during the general assembly there was also a letter read out of the previous isle football limited president andreas sofoglos the somadio released a statement in response to the letter as follows it is to our great surprise that yesterday received a letter from the former president of isle football Public Limited, because they put it in capital letters. Mr. Andreas Sofogleos, just a few hours before the start of the association's annual general meeting, and which was leaked this morning to the media. Our intention in no way was to have a public discussion with Andreas Sofogleos, something that is confirmed by our position so far. But leaking the letter publicly to the media will leave us with no other choice. The former president appeared after our many months of efforts to communicate with him and suddenly tries to play a communication game Bloody, I, feel, I feel like I feel, I feel like dr evil in <laughs> austin powers um with the people of isle to win the impression that he lost together with the substance for several years we leave it to the judgment of each islist and each member of the isle union what address for Klaus received and what we handed over to Ayl. The judge for all of us is only the world of Ayl and the history of our association. For once now, we have been trying to find a bridge of blah, 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 blah. Anyway, goes on, goes on for a million years. Um, uh, where is the bit? Yeah, so. So far, the board has paid outstanding debts related to the previous administration in excess of 400,000 euros. And we await decisions on appeals by former coaches and players in excess of 800,000 euros. While we found that there are pre-collected television rights and debts to the Cyprus FA of more than 2 million euros. More on that later. Yeah. So, forget forget all that for now. We're going to come back to that in a bit. No, no, um, no. We'll put a pin in it for now. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Um, I love signed Fabrice Carr. He was at Olympiagos for like four four years uh, and then left last summer when they got relegated. Yeah, shout out Fabrice because uh, I messaged him from our uh, Instagram account at this is my part, congratulating him. And he said, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, he even mentioned us in his story because uh, we, we posted his, yes. Good lad. But yeah, so he joined the Olympiagos uh, in July 2019. And in, in 102 appearances, he scored 12 goals and seven assists. But there you go. Um, yeah, we talked about Sapinto. Uh, first round of the cup has been confirmed. So um, I'll say it now. It's really weird that there's no big derbies in the first round of the cup, right? A little bit strange. Well, there is one standout fixture for me. Is there? Yes. Go on. Who are you? Who are you playing? Well, we're playing Bayer. Who's Bayer's head coach? Jason Punchin. Ah, that—that that wasn't my impression of Giggs, by the way. The rapper, not the <laughs> not the footballer that beats up allegedly women. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Jason Punchin facing Upwell. I think that's the first yeah. time he's faced them since the incident at the Ghazibi, which we're not going to mention again. On yeah, this let's not. No. No. But we know what I, happens. I, I could go through the list of the first round games. Go on. So, we've got Voxa versus Omonia, 29th of May. So, uh, I think, I think, I think uh, FC United of Omonia are going to uh, are going to be looking at that, going like, we've got a chance here, I think. We'll see what happens there. Nea Salamina have got Paralimni. Apoel have got Beya. Othellos versus Dienis, Morfu. Agritas versus Aes. Anorthosis versus Enav Bolis Hrisochus. Ayanaba versus Abodlon. Come on! Giovanni Constantino's Orange Army. Let's go! Happy birthday, Gio, by the way. <laughs> I love Gio. He's a good guy. Really good guy. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we've got Aik versus Odysseus. Olympiakos versus Carmiotissa. Spicy one, that one. There's an upset. And, There's an upset happening there, I'm telling you. And Omonia Radipo versus Achna. Ooh. So, there's a few names. There's a few teams that have been missed off there. So, Omonia as the cup winners, Ael as the losing finalists, and Aris because they're in Europe, do not take part in the first round. And then Bafos, Baek, and FC Gras have got, got a bye into the second round. How did so they work that out? Little... Sorry? Because they weren't drawn out. Because yeah. those teams weren't drawn out. That's, uh, that's amazing. You just, yeah. you just finger, cross your fingers and hope that you're not drawn out and then you immediately get a bye into the next round. <laughs> right? Uh, you, not just that, you get the prize money for getting into the next yeah. round. <laughs> Well, listen, Kasavar got money now to improve their Russian speaking social media content. Fantastic. <laughs> more more Russian speaking social yeah, media content. Like, let's let's get some let's get some English. Some more English social media content. No, no, no. As long as they've got the uh, the Russian presenters, I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, but I like I like. I'm I sure like they can name team. players from Sweden and Chile and France. For God's sake! 
god. Long long time viewers understands the refer understand the reference. Yeah. Thus understands the reference because I've I've gone at him for days with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Days. Our WhatsApp, con our WhatsApp conversations have been flooded. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, Haralambidis is you know they what it's it's the FC Krasava social media is a bit strange because sometimes uh, they put out like part of the team talk. Yep. At half time, and it's 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 just interesting to watch to see how a manager chooses to motivate players to go out the second half to perform. So kind of it's it's interesting to watch. So people people who don't aren't necessarily interested in FC Krasava, but are interested in kind of the mentality side of things for football. Is I think it's a good idea to kind of follow the follow them and, and listen in on on the team talk i think yep. it's a good idea yeah but yeah um next uh stephen constantine is on the move yes yes here he Zipper is coach has packed his bags once again to head out to pakistan yes and he's taking over the national team there correct for their fifa world cup qualifiers versus cambodia yeah i mean that's good the, the guy's not going to settle down until he's managed every national team in Asia and Africa, is he? Is he? He's, he's been he's been going at it for for so long. He's been through uh, he's been through quite a few teams, hasn't he? You've got Nepal, yep. India, Malawi, Sudan, Rwanda, India again, and now Pakistan. There I mean, he's he's also managed Abebe Pizilia three times, so. You know, absolutely, he, absolutely. He, he he knows Jiberunda better than anybody else ever. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. And do you know what? It's actually quite interesting, right? Because this is completely off subject here. But you, you do you know that there actually is a Pakistani cricket team in Nicosia? Yep. Yeah. yeah. See, and there, there is a connection between the Pakistani cricket board and Cyprus. I don't know. I, I need to do my research on this, but I know there is a link. Maybe someone that's watching live can tell us, so it will save me the time. But there is a link, so yeah, maybe okay. this has a, a little bit something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. But well, you know, I would like to point out that there's two Pakistani national players playing in Cyprus at the moment. You've yes. got Adil Nabi, who's at Loksa. Yes. And then you've got his brother who's playing at Bienis. Okay. We could we could look into that for sure. For sure. I think. Anyway, but yeah, there you go. He'd be a good I think Constan uh, I think Constantine would be a good shout as well to take over for the Cypriot national team. Um seems to do well dealing with uh football associations that have their problems yes questionable operational methods yes so speaking of gumas oh, has been investigated okay. for conflict of interest okay all right okay let's yep. go come on yeah let's gonna, go we're gonna go through it all right let's go so this is like basically we finished recording last week's podcast and 30 minutes later 
bam, Committee of Ethics and Safeguarding in Sport uh, released a statement. The, um, the Committee of Ethics and Safeguarding in Sport announces that yesterday, 26th of September 2023, at its meeting received from the investigating officers the multi-page conclusion on the possible incompatibility of the president of the Cyprus Football Association. The incompatibility they're talking about is this conflict of interest. Thing. So investigating officers concluded that based on the testimony and evidence collected, there is an incompatibility of the president of the Cyprus Football Federation as regulated by the law. The, uh, the Committee of Ethics and Safeguarding in Sport will provide further details to the extent permitted at a later stage and after a thorough study of the findings. So they're talking about this multi-page conclusion. Apparently, there's 6,000 pages of deposition on Gumas and his alleged conflict of interest. Anyway, following that, uh, Gumas's lawyers were like fucking typing as fast as they could to release a statement. And what followed was um, just a heap of bullshit. Uh, which amounted to, you know, just just a slap fight. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Anyway, to break it down, an investigation was opened to Kumas to determine whether he has a conflict of interest in his position as head of the Cyprus FA due to his directorship and other companies involved in the production of televised live events and his alleged involvement in Citavision which owns a lot of the rights to the games of football teams in the Brotathlem and the second division, as well as European games and games from other leagues. Uh, Question. Yes. Question. Sorry to pause you. Do you think this 6,000-page document has any reference to the alleged phone calls made to Division Club, uh, Division 2 club presidents when he was up for re-election and they were allegedly warned not to vote for his competitor. What I would say is it's a bit of a coincidence that with all of a sudden we're starting to get highlights for Division 2 games. Right, okay. Right? On the CFA website, yeah? Yeah. We're starting to get second division uh, goals uh, from games when we didn't when we were getting nothing previously. Yeah, they showed games live on a Friday night as well. Yeah. It's just just part and parcel, I guess. You know, a new TV deal for those presidents that um, decided not to nominate. Uh, an opponent for Gumas. Mm. Well, I think the three games shown so far, if I'm not mistaken, was Olympiagos, I think their first game of the season, Bayer against Olympiagos, and what was the other one? Ah, Omonia Gossienia against, oh, who did they play against? I can't remember who they played against. I think it was the second game of the season. Right. I think. So, yeah. Anyway, let's move. Sorry, I, I, I interrupted. But yeah, that's it's something to think about, isn't it? But yeah, um, so there seems to be ample enough evidence from from the, these guys to recommend to the government's attorney general to go after Gomas for it. 
Um, the conflict of interest in this case is punishable by up to a three-year jail sentence and or a 75 grand euro fine. Um, so there was something that came out after I wrote these notes as well in the fact that the committee is not only proposing to put this forward to the attorney general but they've also con they've also asked for a meeting with the um minister specific for sport and social and blah 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 blah, blah in government to find out what powers she can use to get involved in doing something in the meantime well she needs to be fucking mary poppins <laughs> to get this fucking sorted i'm sorry or matilda to use some kind of brain power to lift shit off the table and stuff like that because that's the only way you're going to get this guy out honestly well i mean this it, nothing sticks to him does it everything seems to just bounce nothing, off nothing man nothing honestly absolutely nothing he's teflon and this will keep telling people he is bulletproof. He's bulletproof. And after last week, when we saw the um, the uh, what's it called, the grassroots event in Cyprus with Seferin saying how good a friend he is, and Figo saying how much of a nice guy he is, and this and that, you know, the guy is just he does what he wants when he wants. Honestly, I mean, to the point where he's being investigated for conflict of interest in this, right? And today, the Cyprus FA released a statement, released a, a, a statement on him going to this committee um, for, for UEFA that deals in allocating funds to football associations for that was the one in Serbia, projects. wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Serbia, yeah. It was like the hat-trick committee or something like that. And they made a big deal about him being there. So I don't think anything is going to happen, honestly. It's, it's and... so brazen, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah. can't see anything happening, honestly. If If he is indicted... If he is indicted, then I think a lot of blocks are going to come tumbling down. Now, and, and that's why he won't be indicted, because if yeah. he is right, then his obviously he will lose his job for sure. Yeah. Okay. That means people at UEFA will have to start creating relationships with whoever comes in to replace him, and that's going to take time, unless certain favors are are made and then that way these things can be can be sped up but the guy has got too many friends in high places and he's got too many friends in cyprus and he's got too many people that fear him for anything to happen the only way he gets out of office is if he pops his clogs that, that is it unless the, they've got something major on him like i don't know flipping shit on his hard drive which is completely illegal and, and unethical and even that will just disappear well i mean if you believe if you believe the stuff that tornaridis has come out with previously 
in his accusations on on Gumar. Then Yeah, but people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, man. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm just saying, if it was someone that hasn't been very vocal on social media or has a checkered past, you could say, all right, if this person has got things over this guy, then we can we can take it as gospel, most of it anyway. Obviously, innocent until proven guilty. I get it. But no disrespect, but... But a little bit. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But the thing is, right, the only people who would be involved with somebody like Gumas are going to be people with a checkered past. Absolutely. Be... But if if they are whistleblowing, eh, surely that opens themselves up for some sort of investigation. How do you know all of this stuff? Why did you not come up with it or come out with it sooner? Then, well, then they're implicating themselves. Well, are they though? Because well, unless they cut we a deal, to... so unless they cut a deal. Well, it, it's it's a bit more nuanced than that, isn't it? Because right, if if I go back to Spiros Neofididis, he said this like nine months ago, something like that. Yeah, he he was going to say something in twenty sixteen. And he was threatened with a fine. And that was about yeah. the match fixing. No, but Spiros Neofididis said about this like nine months ago, six, nine months ago. Uh, so this is this is where I jump back into my notes. There you go. There's someone there in go. the chat that knows what's going on. People that are watching live, let us know your thoughts on it, please. Interact with us. Let us know what you know or what you've heard. And don't forget to put allegedly at the end of everything, just in case it implicates you, because you never know who's watching. Yeah, but... Bani, Bani Kui, they're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, now if you did, he said something about this six months ago, with the Cyprus FA loaning money to clubs who would otherwise not be able to function without these loans. Right, and and you're doing that eyebrow thing because we know we, we we thought we knew what clubs and what club specifically he was referring to, but think back to I don't know what twenty minutes ago, twenty five minutes ago, something about pre collected television rights. Hmm? <sighs> So a certain club landed him in the shit indirectly. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's 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 evidence there, right there. It's right there in a statement. <laughs> it's minuted and everything. Well, what once they've submitted that six thousand page document, can they add a few more pages? <laughs> but that, that's it's it's unbelievable, right? They 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 basically. It's there, isn't it? Because here's here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. This is this is the big thing that I wanted to kind of end with, and then I'll and then I'll let you, uh, I'll 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 let you do the rest of it. Right? Is 
there's a rules and regulations PDF that I went through that they released for for teams being able to be in the Brodathlima in the first place, right? And I read through the whole fucking thing and I did the Twitter uh, thread about it, about the weird bits and pieces that they've chucked in and, and whatnot. And 5.1, clause 5.1 is, is this. It is strictly prohibited for a club to participate in the championship if the club owes money to the Cyprus FA or stock on the 10th of June 2023. What do you want me to say to that, man? What do you want me to say to that? So, I, no, no. I, so, I, if I are able to complete in the championship, despite them saying they owe money to the Cyprus FA, who do they really owe the money to? Because there's got to be a way to get around that rule for them to compete in the championship, right? Yeah, of course. So they don't owe the money to the Cyprus FA. They owe the money to whoever they were going to get paid from for their pre-collected television rights. Yep. Yep. And what I find interesting is... I know a few clubs have extended their deals with cable net, i.e. Yeah. Abo and, and Anorthosy until 2027, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's still uh, 2027. I think it's still I 2027. I can't remember, man. It, it, happened, it happened last season. That might as well be 20 years ago. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's still 2027. Because yeah. I think the original deal ran out in 2024 and they've extended it for three more years. Now, Ammonia... Their TV deal with Primetel runs out at the end of this season. And there's a few murmurs that they will put it on either their YouTube channel for, in like a members area or another way. So kind of like what a lot of Premier League clubs want to do mm -hmm. when the Sky deal, when the TNT deal runs out, whatever it is, right? So what does this mean for other clubs in Cyprus who have a contract with Sidavision, right? And it could be running out at the end of the season. Are they looking at this situation now and saying, right, we could see that there's something going on with this guy. Clearly, they know a lot more than we do. So are they going to distance themselves from the situation and say, right, we're either going to go it alone or go it with Cablenet or Primetel or... Alpha, whichever channel is 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 willing to 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 pay up for those viewing rights, mm -hmm. is, it could, again, this could be another domino effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we see that happen, then it's more than likely that whatever's being reported has happened. Yeah. But the thing is, right. don't forget, don't forget, number one, Sida have got a lot of money, man, because they've got the Premier League rights, and that yeah. doesn't cost uh, you know, a, a packet of cigarettes, do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Tobacco from Lebanon, right? But also, if you look at, say, for example, they've got a show called Goal and Roll on Sida Vision, 
and they've got highlights of every game, even the ones that are on cable net. So there's obviously an agreement there with those channels to get that footage, mm-hmm. right? So again, if this TV situation is the main topic uh, or main subject or main thing that's being investigated, then I'm pretty certain a lot of clubs will have a big say in the consequences or the results of the of the findings of the of the ethics committee I, th- yeah. this is massive this is massive but again it's just going to show how teflon the guy is i'm sorry yeah yeah i mean so speaking of him being covered in teflon um there was so th- there's the um the podcaster and lawyer Christophoros Christophi, who also had some yes. questions um, on the case. So the first one is, why hasn't Gumas resigned? And but that's an admission of guilt. Yeah. That's an admission of guilt. We all so know don't why blame he you. hasn't been resigned. Um, now, the, the question for me is, the, the important one is, why haven't the rest of the Cyprus FA board demanded a temporary suspension until the results of the investigation are made available. Well, this this is the answer is pretty simple with that one because anyone that goes against him will get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. They're all going to keep their mouth shut because they, they've got a, an easy ride. There you go. So, Kyrie Christophie, there's your answer. But it, it makes sense, though. Why Why would you bite the hand that feeds you, so to speak? Well, why? I mean, the other thing is there, are, there aren't enough people jumping up and down about this, right? Because, I mean, let's, let's mention something, something else, right? Spanish FA led behind Rubiales or whatever his name was, yeah. right? until the public pressure was enough to tell him, all right, you've got to go. But what public pressure is there in Cyprus? There you go. And on top of that, where's the pressure from the press as well? I'm going to say this. Where is the pressure from the press? You you do read a few articles here and there and people give their opinions, but no one is really going in on this. And again, it just goes to show how much power the guy has. Because I'm pretty sure he's got a a say in what happens and what is put out there in the press. Yes, you're going to see the reports in terms of this is a statement from the uh, ethics committee. This is the statement from his lawyers, this and that. But I haven't seen anyone give an actual opinion within the press on the matter. I haven't seen anyone. Now, you could argue, again, maybe they're not saying anything because they haven't seen what's in the document. They don't know what's in there. They don't know the full the, the contents. They, and anything that they do say would be conjecture more than anything because it's all hearsay, really, unless they've got proof. And if they do have proof, they can't really release anything because it's going to jeopardize the investigation. Because additional information that hasn't been made available to the ethics committee. So again, these are all little factors that we need to 
put in. Now, I'm not saying the guy is guilty. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm saying he's bulletproof. There's a difference. Correct. Correct. On my end of things, I'm saying there's a mounting pile of evidence that are pointing to something being not quite right here. Well, you know, you see the cartoons where, you know, they're, they're sweeping the, the, the dirt under the carpet and the carpet's got this bulge. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what's yeah. going to happen. That bulge, in fact, the bulge is already there. It's just they're going to keep adding to it. Yeah, you won't need much. the carpet. <laughs> it's a ski slope by now. It's not carpet yeah, no more. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, this is going to ramble on for a long time. I and mean, don't forget, we, we dropped the show last week. Within 20 minutes of us going off air, this story broke. And between now and then, we've had statement after statement. It's just back and forth. It's just back and forth. And his legal team are saying, well, they, you know, the ethics committee breached Article 8 or whatever. Hell yeah, basic, about, yeah, basically, by talking about the case publicly, they've made it null and void. Is what that is, what his. In, instead well, of instead of refuting the charges or or saying something along the lines like you know we were asked these questions and we didn't provide these answers because the questions were stupid or or whatever they've gone on the attack to say no this investigation is null and void because you talked about it so yeah well, but see this is the thing right they might have a point now. Yeah. Okay. They might have a point because if the ethics committee have breached a, a law about uh, confidentiality or wherever it is, and it is voided, does that mean that someone has sabotaged it, or perhaps their legal team has been ill-advised? But then again, looking at the the lawyers that are in charge of this case on behalf of the ethics committee i've heard of them and i know that they're very very reputable and they are the kind of lawyers that have been very very uh active in terms of calling out corruption these are the, these are these the kind of lawyers that that's their thing so to speak mm -hmm. so again either they've been ill advised or it's Kumar's team making something up or just clutching at straws. I don't know. This is going to ramble on for a long time. Yep. For a long time. But at this moment in time, it's just business as usual because, as you said, the guy's in Serbia. He's doing going in. And for all we know, he could be cutting more deals left, right, and center that we don't know about. Look, again, it's innocent until proven guilty. But mm -hmm. when you've got 6,000 pages of a document with evidence, well, you know, they say there's no smoke without fire. How big is this fucking fire? Yeah, he set fire to those pages. Bloody hell. Well, at least you're not shredding them. <laughs> Unlike a certain... Yeah, I'm not going to mention names just in case, but yeah. Right. And obviously, so we've had this shit sandwich that we've been eating right now, right? So I just wanted to have like a little palate cleanser. Okay. After this as well. So... Is it a sorbet? It can be if you want. I mean, it's it's okay. Vrionidis, so it's going to be it's, it's going to be something sweet and tangy anyway. <laughs> it? It's going to be. 
<laughs> is that so, you know with the 50 cent and g unit they got the spinner yeah <laughs> that's what he's got, he's got... <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what it is that's what it is <laughs> i just v unit <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just imagining him. I'll teach you how to stunt. <laughs> oh God. I'm just, I'm just imagining him like throwing up gangster signs. Thing is, right? I, I saw his name today, like his 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 first name, because I've been ignoring it for so long, right? I saw his first name. And it, it like just hit me for the first time. His first name is Aristoteles. He's he's, he's Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle. <laughs> so it's like Aristotle throwing gang signs. I said, "By Aristotle, Zacharoplastio." Oh God! Uh, anyway. Anyway, 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 palate cleanser, right? So on top of all the normal sounding fines, you know, Aris and everybody else getting fined for not enough, having enough Cypriots and Gallego and Sapinto and all that stuff. There's also been some interesting situations that um, have been looked at and we wouldn't, I wouldn't have known about these unless they were talked about by Vrionidis. So, first one, Charlie Brown has cost, yeah, Charlie Brown, this is the guy's name, has cost Ayanaba two games in the under-19s because he, he's over 18 years old and English, right? So, the okay. rules, the rules for foreigners in under-19s uh, teams if you're you can only be in them if you're under 18 years old so he turned 18 at some point over uh, some point two three weeks ago played two games for ayanaba under 19s and he's cost them two games by that because with that they have now had those two games declared losses by three goals so they beat they beat Garmiodis under 19s 1-0 and instead they've now lost it 4-1 for instance so Charlie Brown has cost <laughs> about two games so that's the first one peanuts now secondly Christophoros Cholakis has been banned for one match because he took part in an under-19s match. He's 22. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's the literal, it, it's the literal, you know, the, the Steve Buscemi, like, hello, fellow kids. It's the literal <laughs> meme. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. What is wrong with people? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a... Flipping hell. I can get a game. I'll Sorry? get a game. 
Yeah, 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 me too. I'll, I'll go in there. <laughs> Where's your shots at under-19s game? You say, I'm 18. Actually, no, I'm 42. Well, thing is, right, me and you, we'd have to, we'd, we'd have to say we're under-18. Otherwise, the teams yes. we play for <laughs> would end yes. up losing the game by three goals. Oh, man, honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Carry on, man. Honestly, I, I just... Oh, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. That was it. <sighs> wow. Okay. <It's> just... <laughs> that was it. Those, those, those were the two that really stood out for me. Excellent. Lovely. Fantastic. Well, look, a couple of things before we wrap up. First of all... Uh, Prediction for Adi against Rangers tomorrow or today? As we know, we're not. We are live. We're not. We are live. Recording, but, so we are live. Yeah. So tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. So Rangers just got rid of Michael Beale, and they've put Stephen Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, yeah. Yeah, Stephen ex Aston Villa player Stephen Davis, um, uh, in charge. Listen, I think it's a very good chance for Addis to get something, especially, yeah. especially with the temperature and the humidity that they're predicting for the game as well. Okay. So Addis have got a very, very good chance, I think. Okay. But they, they need to practice their defending, man. Well, look, I was on the Rangers Review podcast, which dropped today. You can go on their YouTube channel, just search for Rangers Review. We spoke about Adi. Uh, the, the show is called or entitled uh, Everything You Need to Know About Adis Limassol. And I gave my thoughts on, on the match. And I firmly believe Rangers will win it. I think it will be three or four nil in all fairness. And that's not a disrespect on Adi. I just think that Rangers have that extra stamina, the extra quality and the physicality. Now, that being said, I did some research into Glasgow Rangers' recent games, especially the one against Aberdeen where they lost 3-1. And you'd have thought Adi were defending. The ball watching, not being able to deal with crosses, um, you know, getting rid of the first ball, but not the second or the third. I firmly believe that if Spilevsky goes with the same system as what he's been doing all season... Adi will score, but at the same time, I think Rangers have got that bit extra to hurt them on the counter-attack. And as you know, when you go a goal down, you go for an equaliser, you concede a second, you go for a third, uh, a second, you you go for a, a goal to pull one back and they get a third. Mm. And I just worry it might end up like that. But on the flip side, as I said, with the way that Rangers have been defensively, especially at full-back, I think it's a great opportunity for the likes of Benson and Bambika to really go out the fullbacks and and get the ball in the box for the likes of Stepinski. And they need a big game here from the central midfielders. They really need a big game from them, whether it be Morgan, whether it be Zoke, whether it be um, whoever goes in there, they, they're going to need to be on their A game. So I'm hoping... Yeah. I get a victory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I. I'm gonna try and do a watch along tomorrow. I'm gonna see if I can if I can do a watch along. I've got a few things on, and the game kicks off at like quarter to six UK time. So yeah, it's gonna be a, a tight one. But let's see. But yeah, and the final thing, Thassa. 
which we keep forgetting to do, but we might as well do it for the benefit of our viewers. Zelig Tebol. Anotasi, top, 14 points. Four wins, two draws, unbeaten. Buffer, second, 13 points. The only loss was against Abo, but they've only conceded four goals. Then you have Omonia, 12 points, two points behind the leaders. Abolon on 12 points. Ari, 11 points, level with Abo. Then you got Aek with eight points and a goal difference of minus one, Thasso. My goodness. Yeah. They have. That's, that's, that's a problem, isn't it? I mean, that's what you get for <laughs> conceding not looking five good, against that. <laughs> it's not looking uh, good, breath. <laughs> uh, it's not looking good, breath. <laughs> In the bottom three, Doxa, Carmiotis, and Othello. Zero wins for all of them. I fear for Doxa. Six matches, six defeats. But on, on the flip side, on a good thing for them, there's only five points difference between them and, and Achna. So you never know. Yeah. yeah Stranger never, things have happened. We're never too far away from Voxa doing the unimaginable. Exactly. We saw last season. Yeah. Anyway, thank you boys and girls for tuning in. Don't forget to visit foodfromcyprus.com. Use the discount code NCN12 for 12% discount. As I mentioned earlier, if you look at the description, you will have an opportunity to win two nights at an Airbnb in Lefkosia. One entry. Um, you can enter as many times as you want. So each entry counts as your name in the hat, so to speak. Um, so all you need to do is just purchase something using the code NCN12 and you immediately enter the draw. Uh, follow us on X, Twitter, and Instagram at this is Mappa. Thassos. Stuff is here. Anything else you want to add? Uh, let's see. We've got right, Facebook groups. Here. We've got uh, Discords. We've got we've got all that business. We've got as well. I mean, I don't promote the website, but we should maybe promote the website as well. Do it. Sal's got a couple of articles on there denouncing yes. the Cyprus FA. So seems to be the and only you've got the article on Gosti, who made his debut for Atletico Madrid tonight. Exactly. Champions League. Champions League player, Gosti. Simeone yeah. rates him, but gets by, doesn't. And now he's yeah. selected Greece. Fucking moron that gets by. Now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're opening up another wound. Yeah, yeah we're doing that next week when we find out who he's picked. And in three weeks when, oh, when, when we play Norway, <laughs> absolutely battered. I saw a headline on 24 Sports. Haaland is coming. Great. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Uh, I'm sure Correa is really looking forward to tucking in and supporting the six defenders that will be there. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is, boys and girls. Well, look, thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that like button, and leave a comment. If you're a new viewer, did we bore you? Did you enjoy the Cyprus Football Tour? Unfortunately, there wasn't any shenanigans like bombings or anything like that which we've been discussing for the past few weeks fortunately but, not no fortunately, fortunately there was yeah for, for, yeah i mean unfortunately for the content and entertainment perspective fortunately we haven't had to discuss it so yeah you thank you for for correcting me there mm. but uh listen as we know with the separate league anything is possible and don't be surprised if you see an alien invasion anyway good luck Adi, tomorrow Good luck, boys and girls, and uh, have a good night, everyone.
Until next time. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>